Welcome back to Third Base Dugout Season 3, Episode 1. Changing up on you guys now. Season 3, Episode 1. The boys are back. Um, We're like the glasses crew now. Like, I know this is audio only, so, like, you can't see us, but, like, we're all wearing glasses tonight. Are we Are we getting to that age where we all need them? I'll tell you what. There's some days if I'm staring at a screen for too long, my, my eyes feel tired. My body's uh, yeah. not tired. My eyes hurt. So yeah, no yes, it's a safety precaution in my eyes. We are fully safety people. Yeah, I, I'm just the old man on the pod. Like, sure. so if you I take my, an excuse, yes, true. If I take my glasses off for too long, I go to sleep. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like NyQuil. If I take them off, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so I try to keep them on as long as possible. They're, they're Mike's hyperdrive. Yes. Cause when they come off, uh, the eyes go shut. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, it's good to be back, but make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Third Base Dugout. I'm going to try my absolute best to be more consistent with it this year, and I might force Coots to help me with it um, because I I get super, super lazy in about the middle of the season with uh, posting content and um, – they feel like, which is weird because summer is probably my most open time with my job. But I still get super lazy with it because it like almost just becomes routine. So I'm going to need Cooch to keep me uh, uh, keep me on track there. But we'll get some more some more stuff out there for sure. Just staying active have. and just even if it's just little things here and there, just maybe just a, a clip of a, a nice Aaron Judge home run or something that everybody saw, but you know we, we may as well put it out there. Might as well, right? Yeah, might as well. Um, but which a part of the social media grind this year is going to be posting some lists for you guys to debate and embrace, and you know give us your list, give us feedback on ours because ours are probably going to suck ninety five percent of the time. Because have one of the one third of us are winging every list that we do, um, one third being the old guy on the stoop. Um, but uh, today we're going to do the top five top five pitchers <clears throat> pitchers in baseball for this year for this upcoming year. So, uh, it, I mean, you can use the past years, but like it's not like all right, who was the top five last year? So who's going to be the top five this year? Um, we're also going to talk about who had the best off season. Um, Team-wise, we obviously won't run through the full offseason because that would, like, be three episodes in one. But um, we'll talk about the best offseason and then what we're most looking forward to this year. There's a lot going on in baseball this year. So a lot of uh, rule changes that are going to be permanent now. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is in two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Um, lots going on. So we'll talk about it, and then we'll talk about pitchers and catchers reporting today because that is uh, great news for every baseball fan in the world. Yeah. Um, I think that, yes, me being the old guy, it's not really winging it. For me, it's the eye test. Like, you guys are going to look up FIP and WOBA. and I, I promise I'm not going to have any stats to back up my claims. All, all of the other, um, you know, participation trophies that are given out nowadays, I'm just going to look at the pitch and see Kenny Chuck tonight. Can you hit your spot? Can you get guys out? I can go with that. You're a big Kyle Hendricks guy, aren't you? No, absolutely not. Oh, like yeah, you're a Cardinals fan. <laughs> yeah. If he played for anybody else, I would probably appreciate him a little bit more. But no, like, no, that's that's not who I'm looking at. 
I hear you. He won't make my list. I hear you. Um, well, let's go ahead and start with it. Uh, Justin, um, I as I was writing a name on my top five, I <laughs> said it. Um, sorry, pitching and catchers report today. You say Justin? <laughs> Wonder who that could there be. There are like maybe like seven Justin pitchers, maybe <laughs> <laughs> in one really good one. Um, but pitches and catchers report today, and that's a great sign because Super Bowl's over. We don't have to worry about football anymore. It is fully baseball season. Um, the boys are reporting down to Florida and Arizona. Um, I saw a great thing today, and he's not even a catcher, but Spencer Torkelson was hitting Dukes and BP today, and it made, made me feel a little bit better about being a Tigers fan today. He's back. Um, yeah. I, I had almost forgot that you were a Tigers fan. Me I too. Almost, <laughs> quite, almost quite often, me too. It's probably yeah. best that Brian did, but yeah, yeah. I often try not to be a Tigers fan. Very often. I mean, if those BP home runs counted, geez, he would be a stud. Hey, that fence of Comerica's moved in this year. You never know. Yeah, part of it is making contact to do so, but hey, you know what do I know, right? That that is a struggle <laughs> for Javi Baez. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, with pitchers and catchers reporting today, there's already some news regarding the pitchers realm. Um, Jacob DeGrom is already sore. He's literally been with the Rangers for two months-ish, um, has actually reported with the Rangers maybe just today, and he's already sore. Um, can we just, like, designate him as day-to-day every day of the season? Might as well. I feel like that's what we're at at this point. It feels that way. Death, taxes, and DeGrom being injured. That's what you can expect. (laughs) At least we know it wasn't the Mets now. No, it's just – the craziest part is, like, sometimes I don't think that he he is as injured because there have been things before where he said that if I don't feel 100%, then I'm not going to pitch. I get it, but – yeah, like crazy, like that's crazy that anyone would sign you to a contract for that. Yeah, like oh, if I don't feel a hundred percent, like I'm not gonna pitch. Like, so you're saying if you're ninety nine percent, you're not gonna pitch. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, you're the best pitcher in baseball when you're healthy. Like, why would anyone ever sign you to anything more than like twenty mil a year for that? No matter how good of a pitcher you are. I mean, they're hoping that you feel 100% all the time. Yeah. But, and, and it's like, it's crazy because at that level, if they got MRIs, like nothing's going to come back like completely clean, right? Like, it's not like you're MRI um, a freshman in high school that hasn't played before. Like, there's always going to be something that, you know, is wrong to a degree. Some part of the body is broken down, but, you know, like, did you see his? And he's like, oh, you have a intercostal sprain of your left ventricle muscle or something. Like, it's something weird. And he's like, oh, not pitching today. Like, it, yeah. 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 And you got to think, too, just throwing already is just such an unnatural movement for the body yeah. to do in general. So it's the fact that DeGrom is one of the hardest throwing, most – Yes, his mechanics can be as clean as possible or anybody else's. It's just the magnitude and the explosiveness that he can put into it. It has wore him out in a way that 
it sucks for us as the viewers because we would love to see him all the time. But in some ways we do. I, I feel like we kind of got to respect the, the precautionary measures that he's going to take. And more than likely the Rangers are, are already taking with him even today being the first day. Just, I mean, it's, it sucks, but I think it comes with it. So mm-hmm. um, I would say, I'm not in the masses that look forward to him pitching only because I'm not sure if he's actually going to pitch that day. So it's like a pleasant surprise. Like when it happens, it's like, Oh, it's like when you're doing laundry and you're cleaning out your pants. Oh, I found a $20 bill. Great. (laughs) It could be. It's what it feels like. It would have to be until he actually steps on the rubber and is ready to throw that first pitch that I'm like, right. okay, he's throwing today. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not banking on it even if he's written in the lineup card the day before. Like mm-hmm. if nope. it, give wait until he does his pregame and he throws then, then I'll be then he takes the mound. Okay, he's throwing today. I will watch. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what it's gonna have to take. So I mean, fully healthy, the Rangers can be pretty like decent. Because of their acquisitions this year, but I mean, if the Grom is going to be hurt all year, uh, it, it could be a long season for that rotation. Which, even before he signed there, because I think just like right before we took our hiatus, you know, for a little bit, um, I said that the best team to sign him is a team that doesn't really need him, like that he would be a luxury for yeah. them, a high end luxury piece, obviously, but. You know, a good way to look at it. Somebody that doesn't need him. That way, you can factor in the injury part of it. But for a rotation like the Rangers, who are going to need him to be who they signed, that's a risky one. You yeah, know, right. so absolutely. Um, but talking about a team that needs this guy, uh, Frankie Montas is going undergoing shoulder surgery that will cause him to likely miss the rest of the this full season. Um, the Yankees obviously got him at the deadline. That was their main deadline acquisition last year um, for a team that, I mean, for half of the season, we thought that they were going to potentially break the all-time wins record. Um, and they slowed down. They got Frankie Montas. He pitched the rest of the season. Wasn't great by any means, but wasn't bad. And now they're not even going to have him at all. So I'd be curious to see what the Yankees do. With the rotation, um, obviously they're going to have to have some guys step up. Probably like Clark Schmidt um, might have to jump back into the rotation, um, as as well as some AAA guys. So Domingo Herman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the wife beater will have to um, jump back into the rotation. They're they're, they're, part, they're historically right? known for having domestic assault people jumping back into pitching. Somebody's Very, pretty spicy happy. today. And they've done first, it twice now. So first pitch of the season, he's already ready to charge the mound. Like. I mean, they've done it twice now. I mean, thankfully, Aroldis is not on the team anymore. I think, but, uh, but um, yeah, they're gonna need some help. Which I, I feel like this has been the story for the Yankees the last like three or four years, right? Like you yeah. feel pretty confident in their offense, but then you're like, hey, how are they gonna stop guys? Like. What are they going to do for run prevention? Yeah, you got Garrett Cole, you know, and you got Nestor Cortez, who actually withdrew from the WBC for some injury concerns, just wanted to be precautionary. Um, But then you wonder, can he replicate his success that he had last year? Or was that just sort of like one of those one good years? And then 
you know, after that, he just kind of collects a check. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's par for the course for them. You know, at worst, they'll go out and trade for somebody at the deadline, if not before then, especially with them getting this news of Montas early. Um, that may move a couple needles for, for a trade piece. I will say, I mean, their rotation is still – yeah, I was going to say the Rodon pretty gross. <laughs> the the Rodon addition was already good, and mm-hmm. now 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 with the whole obviously uh, Montas stuff, he's going to have to carry a little bit more in his backpack. But it's yeah. it's going to look even better when he does well. So I mean, we'll like goes. their rotation is actually still pretty sick. I mean, you've got Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon as the top two, mm-hmm. probably interchangeable as the top two. Then you've got Luis Severino and Nestor Cortez. Cortez was an all-star last year, arguably the best pitcher on the staff last year. And then you've got some sort of combination of Domingo Herman, Davey Garcia, and Luis Luis Gill. Mm. Well, that rotation still well, kind of well, gas. You just don't have a $20 million guy at the back end. Yeah. <laughs> Which might actually be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, if you're a five-starter, you can't pitch like a five-starter if you're making $20 million. Um, so, I, like, I, the Yankees are going to be fine. Their they're, they're starting pitching is going to be fine. It's all a matter of who will stay healthy and who will not. Yeah, and I think that's a big question mark, though, because Rodon has, you know, had his his injury battles. Yeah, he's been relatively healthy the last year yeah. or two, you know, but, you know, like I said, it's the Yankees, you know, they'll – figure it out to a degree to at least be competitive. They're like, I don't think that by any means them not having Frankie Montas like puts them in danger of, you know, bottoming out. But I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Go go big blue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um who who do y'all think had the best off season? Past year, I've got a team in mind, and I've got some backups if y'all take mine. But I I think there's a there's a clear and obvious answer. Is there though? I think it's between like four or five teams, honestly. I think Steve Cohen had the best offseason. Oh wow! See, I I'd maybe put him fifth. Okay. Who? Okay, so who do you have? So probably my best offseason is probably the Padres. I, I think with with no Tatis to begin the year and with him being so defensively bad at shortstop, going and getting Xander Bogarts was huge. And he automatically becomes the best shortstop in that division because Trey Turner now is on the Phillies. The Dodgers did absolutely nothing to get better. And the Padres got drastically better because now they have Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts all in the middle of that lineup. Talk think, to me I think about the, uh, the Padres. I think first off, I think the Dodgers may be saving up for a uh, big, they, they, trust they me, they will get better next offseason. Big move next offseason. Yes, they will get better <laughs> next offseason. With but, maybe some, um, some guy out in Anaheim coming up the highway. I think the Padres, the Phillies, and the Cubs, I think, all had better off seasons than than the Mets. Um for the Phillies signing Trey Turner was huge because shortstop's been a glaring hole for them. For how long now? Um, I've got to go to the Phillies roster because I think they signed a big reliever too. Uh, they traded for Soto from the Tigers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then they did sign um I think they signed like two lefties this offseason. So they traded for Soto. They got also got Tywan Walker. Yeah. Who when healthy is okay. Yeah. Um really okay at best. Um but um I mean they got Josh Harrison who seems to play very half well no matter where he goes. Mike, honestly, you kind of look like Josh Harrison with your beard now. Like he's got a really puffy beard now, and kind of you do too. Yeah, well, thank you. You're rocking so, the Josh Harrison vibes today. That is that is very true. Um, <laughs> kind of play like him too. <laughs> um, it's not but, far off. <laughs> but Bryce Harper should be back and healthy. Brandon Marsh played ridiculous in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Schwarber, obviously. Nick Castellanos, obviously. Um, Bryson Stott should only get better. Alec Bohm should only get better this year. So, I mean, Reese Hoskins obviously was probably the best player in the entire postseason last year. He would have won MVP if they'd actually won the World Series. But, I mean. I, I think that last year's playoffs was sort of a coming out party for Alec Bohm. Like, yeah. I think he figured out his his niche. You know, you look at his size, like 6'5", whatever you, you expect him to be this imposing 30 home run hitter. But he really just went back to making solid contact. You know, he's still probably going to give you 20 to 25, you know, round trippers this year. But the fact that, like, he played some great defense uh, during the postseason. Um, <clears throat> but going back to your list, Brian, I'm not I'm not necessarily upset with it. And this is not me being a Cubs hater, but I would put them below the Mets. Because of the fact they took a lot of flyers on guys. Like if it if everything works out, they look like geniuses. Sure. But for the guys they brought in, like Bellinger, Hosmer, um, and a couple other pieces that they brought in, they did some stuff to plug it on the surface. Name wise, it's there. But you know, you took a lot of flyers on guys or you know, low risk, high reward type of situations. Um I will tell you though, they might have a sneaky Top five infield in baseball, though. You put Patrick Wisdom at first base, then you've got Nick Madrigal, Dansby Swanson, and Nico Horner around the horn. And they have uh, Matt Mervis coming up, who I thought they were gonna ha- they were gonna let him get most of the the playing time when he came up. You know, they'll probably mm-hmm. manip- manipulate some service time, obviously, because that's what everybody right. does. But uh, <laughs> but they got they also got Mancini, right? Um, or no, 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 they got Hosmer and then Bellinger. I think Bellinger. they did get, yeah, yeah, it was Bellinger. And anyway, they're kind of blocked. Oh, they did Matt get Mancini, Mervis. yeah, they yeah, got they're blocking, they're, the they're blocking Matt Mervis, which makes no sense to me. But I guess that in a way can make him feel like he's not wearing so much of a load when he comes up. So we'll see how, what they do with that. But I also wouldn't bank on Hosmer doing anything crazy. So but if I'm so if I'm if I'm David Ross, I don't know if I move Patrick Wilson to first. I probably let David Ross was their manager, honestly. Yeah, I probably let him DH or get some spot starts in the outfield and keep Hosmer at first defensively. Or yeah, if I really Hosmer's want, such a liability at the plate nowadays. But they're. Again, offensively, you have a lot of question marks there as far as what guys are going to do. So you kind of 
at least your approach has to be one or the other. Either you're going to try to outslug people or just prevent them from scoring. Hodgman's still going to play really good defense, or if you want to go all out and go crazy with it, Bellinger is essentially a gold glove first baseman. Like, he's just a gold glove defender no matter where you put him at. Sure. And you, you probably could. can put him at first base, honestly, because you've got yeah. Suzuki, Happ, and Morrell also in the outfield. Yeah. And then you still got um, – gosh um, – Sergio, I think his name is Sergio Alcantara. Like he was like their, you know, spark plug last year that played short. Yeah, you got you signed Dansby. Um, I'm not saying they had a bad offseason. I I don't know. I just I'm not sold as much on them as at least with the Mets, what they paid out for people, they paid out for proven guys, you know, yeah. to be there. I think the Cubs, they obviously Got a lot of people in new pieces, but I don't know necessarily how much it moves the needle in my eyes no. to me. I mean, I think that you that they still are third in that division, and I don't think that it's like a close, you know, part there. Like, yes, I'm obviously going to put the Cardinals at one. Um, Brewers, you know, even if you want to be unbiased and say one A and one B, you know, for those guys, and then it's the it's a decent gap, and then the Cubs. Yeah, and the Reds could actually in my opinion, play play just as good as the Cubs this year? I think the the the, the Reds are going to be that frisky team this year. Yeah. That, uh, just plays fun and it d- doesn't really have anything to lose but can still win some games. So Yeah, because, I mean, second half of the season, they actually played really well. Um, it was just they had dug themselves such a hole first half that, you know, by the time they started playing really well, they were already out of contention. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to my Padres pick really quick. Yes, On the side of things they did get Seth Lugo, which is kind of huge. Um, to help Josh Hader relieve some bullpen hell. That that's he, what I was going to bring up. Was... Um, but also, I mean, you've got an Austin Nola at catcher right now, but you also have Luis Campisano coming up, the top catcher prospect in baseball. Um, your infield is. Absolutely, without a doubt, the best infield in all of baseball. There is, I don't think there is any question about this. I mean, Jake Cronenworth at first base, you can probably go miles of different directions well, at, at second, but maybe Hashan Kim to start the season. Um, Xander Bogarts at short, and then Manny Machado at third. Um, but I mean, shit, you, you could put Tatis in there somewhere if you really need yeah. to. Tatis um, will probably go to left field. But like, the problem is, the problem is, they just picked up Adam Angle, who is a pure speed guy. He's gonna he's gonna start in center field. No, Trent Grisham. Grisham. Trent Grisham. They oh. also brought in Matt Carp- Carpenter. So they did, and then they got the they got thump at DH. They got Nelson Cruz. They got Boomstick. <laughs> yeah, no, my I'm my just saying this whole, lineup top to bottom is the best in baseball. My only on paper, yeah, would be it. It looks a little bit better after they signed Michael Walker today. But they were about to have Nick Mart. If you look at the roster resource right now, which is kind of where I've been picking out what is projected for the lineups in the bullpen and the starting rotation, had up until today had Nick Martinez as their fourth starter. And they have Seth Lugo actually penciled in here as their fifth starter. Um which is interesting, and I doubt that will stick or even come to fruition. But you're looking at Brent Honeywell. You still got R- Ryan Weathers, who 
came up two years ago and did all right. But last year he was one of the worst pitchers in minor league baseball. So who knows with him also shout out Ryan Weathers. I did get hit by a pitch by him uh, when I was in high school (laughs) and it hurt really bad. Um, So I do have the video of that, Um, but yes, shout out Ryan Weathers. But that's what I was going to say is other than Darvish, Musgrove and Snell, it, it was a huge drop off and, going back to what we were talking about in the postseason when we were having some episodes like how much pitching matters and how much pitching depth matters and not relying on one guy or in this case throughout the whole season only three guys so yeah like I said That's I mean what I was thinking no I get it like on paper they look they look great like won't won't lie on paper they look great um it's still going to be how does how does Tatis kind of integrate himself back into that, and the fact that he's By not going to be thirty five tanks this year. <laughs> I, I don't know. It looks like there's <laughs> some videos. There's some videos coming out of them all hanging out with Tatis and stuff. That, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be look, perfectly look, fine to, reentering yeah, that they look, to, they look to be uh, welcoming and welcoming him back in. Very he is well. going to be perfectly fine reentering that lineup. He's going to bat 280 with 35 tanks through every month of the season, but April. There's, I mean, there's he no denying April, but the offense is spectacular. He's going to be fine. And he's got, he's got so much protection now, it's stupid. You could put two bats of protection on either side of him. It's going to be interesting to see because when with Soto, when he was still in the Nationals, that – you know, you could get by pitching around Soto. You put you put Soto in the two spot here. You're gonna pitch him pitch around Soto to get to who? Machado, Nelson Cruz, Tatis, Xander. Like yeah. it's not it. You're not. It, you may as well pitch to Soto and see. You're what just like you're not gonna have a fun day at the office when you pitch against the Padres this year. Absolutely not. You're not. I'll still um, take the I'll still take the corners in St. Louis over their corners, but yeah, I'll yeah, take that. I'll take base, their left. I'll take their pretty their well left lacking. side. I'll take their left side over the St. Louis left side. Yeah, I can give you that. Even though Tommy Edmond led the league in WAR last year, it was over the top. Hey, it doesn't matter. Defensively boosted. Doesn't matter. And a very mediocre offensive season. <laughs> yeah, but Zen, okay, let's not it's confuse Xander. Defense, defense and stolen bases. Yeah, yeah. But let's not confuse Xander Bogarts with with some defensive wizard. He's, no, he's, no, he's reliable enough defensively, though. Yeah, he's much better than Tatis defensively. But I'll take I'll take the Cardinals second base over the Padres second base right now. The good news is, defensively, the Padres could have literally gotten anyone in baseball, and it would have been an upgrade over Tatis. That's true. He literally led the league in errors last year and didn't play the last what month of the season? Or no? How long? How long was he? I think gosh, was it Tatis? might have been. It he might have been leading. like the last three months of the season. He was. I don't know. I don't think he actually ended up leading the league in errors, but he was still pretty dang close. I think. Because he got hurt and then got suspended. No, he didn't play enough last year. 
There's. But yeah, I was gonna say the the Phillies in the Padres were definitely on a on a short list of better off seasons. Um, I think the Mets are up there, and by up there, I think either one or two. Two being either the Phillies or the Padres, like you said. But I think you bring in the reigning Cy Young. You bring in Jose Quintana, who is a bona fide, you know, at least a three, that they're going to have him as a four or five, depending on what Kodai Senga ends up being, who word on the street is a three or a four. You have five obvious, good, reliable uh, starting pitchers. And then, you know, if Kodai Sanka isn't everything you make him out to be, then what? He's a serviceable five, which everybody's got a serviceable five. You know, it's – and then on top of that, you bring it back, re-signing Nemo, re-signing Diaz, it's and very very close, I guess, to signing Carlos Correa, that who has, I guess, a bamboo, say, I, who has a bamboo ankle, I guess. But did they really do anything offensively to upgrade? How much did they need to do offensively? Enough to win the division. Yeah, well, it's a tough division. Maybe win, <laughs> maybe win a playoff game or or sorry, win yeah. playoff games. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yes, but I think. With Beatty having another year to to get his feet under him, who you're not even asking him to start. You know, you got – you can give him time, give him days off. You can give him, you know, DH roles. You don't have to throw him into the, you know, into the water without any life jackets. Like, it, it's, it's Brett Beatty, and then you get – ideally, I think you're going to have Francisco Alvarez come up at some point, if not – at the beginning of the year to catch. They also bring in Omar Narvaez, who I guess is a safety net. I was about if that say, is, is him or Tommy Pham their best offensive acquisition this offseason? Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess Omar Narvaez. But that's got to be, that's gotta be a real slap in the face, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to pick out a team that had a flawless offseason because – Padres, we can say, didn't get all the pitchers they should have gotten or needed to get. We can say the, the Mets didn't get all the offensive weapons they needed to get. But I think the Mets are closer to having a good offense than the Padres were to having a good rotation. I don't know if that made sense, but I think they're okay sticking with what they had and letting some guys – Get some more experience and service time. Well, I also forgot sure. to mention that the Phillies signed Craig Kimbrell too. Let it go, let it go. Um, <laughs> for for my money though, by far the best off season, hands down. If you say the Cardinals, I'm logging off. <laughs> no, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. We were both expecting it though. I know. I would not put it back. <laughs> No, it's Carlos Correa's agent. 
Like <laughs> he, had the, he showed that he's he's made of whatever the it is. He's got it right. Yeah. He's got this man three different mega deals in one offseason. So from San Francisco to the Mets back to the Twins, like his agent is legit. Like if I was a player right now, I would want Carlos Correa's agent. That's who had the best offseason. He boosted his stock for sure. <laughs> In the agent pool, he's like a number one prospect right now. <laughs> like, he, he He's that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, who else had a good offseason? I think the rain. I think the Blue Jays did. The Blue Jays did. The Blue Jays I... got Brandon Belt. Whit, uh, they got Whit Merrifield last year, I think, right? Yep. They yeah. Okay, so let me pull it up. Also got Dalton Varsho. That's a big one. Kevin Kiermeyer to Rome center field. I mean, probably, yeah. probably the best defensive center fielder of our generation. They brought in Bassett, uh, Eric Swanson, and Anthony Bass, which they exercised Bass's club option. So, in other words, their bullpen's still going to suck. <laughs> that's what I'm gathering. Um, oh, they got Chad Green. That's a that's actually a pretty big pickup. Yeah, they picked up. Um... What's my guy's name? They got Zach Pop. No, oh, I forgot. I forgot who it was. Um, because they traded Tay Oscar. I think yeah. that was for Dalton Varsho. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a that's a big one because Varsho is an up and coming stud. Yeah. Um, like, I don't no know. I, I think the Blue, Blue Jays are going to be going to be pretty dang good this year. I mean, Whitmer, Whit, if Whitmerfield just gets back to his ways, he'll be really, really good. Yeah. And I, I don't know I what think the heck some... they're going to do in the, in the uh, infield. They've got an overload of good infielders. I think the uh, uh, slept on one, or it probably deserves to be slept on, but the Guardians getting – they didn't do too much, but they did get Josh Bell, who I think – They needed thump in that one. They needed thump, and – Josh Bell will certainly give that to you. So, if anything, I think if you do nothing, you bring in some sort of thump, and they did. So, I don't, I don't foresee them taking any step back. If anything, be better than what they were last year. So, and that's that's essentially what the uh, since y'all brought them up, that's what the Cardinals did with signing Wilson Contreras. Yeah, like you needed to plug a hole there. It like. I'm not going to go off on this long soliloquy about it, but it's like when you won the division and you won 90 something games last year, it's not really a whole bunch that you can do to improve your team. Like, yes, you could have made all these different, you know, splashes, you know, splash signings, but they shored up the thing that they needed and they got, um, they got Wilson Contreras behind the plate because for the last few years, the Cardinals had like the worst group of hitting catchers, you know, with all due respect to Yachty Molina. Like yes, but it was, that's what I, all due respect to Yachty, but yeah, it was there just was a lot the, more productive catchers out there. Absolutely. So um I, I also say that the Braves had a good off season too. The Sean Murphy trade. They always do. Yeah. Alex Anthopoulos is a so and not only did he trade for but he's already locked them up for a few years. So it's like <laughs> Any up and coming like position players in the Brave system are probably just going to be trade bait for somebody else. Like the top tier guys will stay, but anybody else they get and develop will probably be shipped off somewhere else because 
with the exception of like left field, everybody there is locked up for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Do they get Mike Soroka back this year? Allegedly. They should be, yeah. I won't believe that he's throwing until he's on the mound. <laughs> oh, he got he got activated in October of last year. Yeah. But I won't believe he's pitching until he gets on the mound. That's that's very true. Um but they also get a full season of Kirby Yates now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, they get a full season of Rysel Iglesias in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, they get Nick Anderson, who's coming off of TJ, who was one of the best closers in baseball. I think will even led the led the MLB and or led Major League Baseball in saves like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, they got my boy Briefcase Joe from the Tigers, Joe Jimenez. Um, hopefully he actually does better than he did with the Tigers. Um. I hope they find him a better nickname, Briefcase Joe. That's pretty cool, though. You got to close the briefcase. You shut the door. Come on, time to go home. Time to close. There's, a, the there's a lot of other things you can close other than a briefcase. It, yeah. that I'd rather. <laughs> it, yeah. Look, it's a it's a day at the office. You're closing the briefcase. It's time to go home. Okay, who still carries a briefcase? I'm the old guy, and I don't even carry a briefcase to work. That's like, because you coach baseball. Yeah, but even when I worked at a bank, I didn't carry a briefcase. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they can come up with better nicknames. But regardless, they, they'll definitely be. They're gonna be nasty. Yeah, because mm-hmm. literally, besides, well, I saw shortstop and left field are the only two positions right now that don't have long term contracts. Yeah, and one of them is, and I mean, how old is shortstop? Like twenty two. Right, but he's at that age where they're getting ready to offer him yeah. long term. If yeah, Vaughn Grissom is twenty two years old, yeah, if he plays well, like if he has a good year, he'll get a long term contract from the Braves and he'll be locked up. And the only thing they're waiting on is Ozuna's contract to end in left field to go get a star stud left fielder. Well, I don't, Ozuna's not playing left anymore. He's DH in full time. Yeah, they've got Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario, now. yeah, but so, but ultimately, it's still. I think that it's more of a wait till Ozuna's money comes off the books, and then you reinvest in left field because, you know, for the you look at Michael Harris, which for my money is an elite defender. Then you got Acuna, who's an elite defender. That yeah, you can kind of get away with left field for right now between Rosario and whoever else out there. But once Ozuna's money comes off the books, because everybody else is for, on team-friendly contracts, now you can make a splash to go get a left fielder, you know, and lock that up. So, Oh, and they got Lucas Lutke from the Yankees. Yep. Their bullpen yeah. is sick. Yeah. You literally couldn't – like, you could literally pitch a starter for three innings and then just get shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. Like, your, your, their bullpen could literally glow – could literally go all-star closer, all-star closer, all-star closer, all-star closer, all-star closer. If they were just all on separate teams, they'd all be all-star closers. Yeah, and then you got Briefcase Joe. He's going to be the mop-up <laughs> guy in the, in the eighth inning of a 16-2 the, to ball know, game. He can't be a mop – nobody mops with a briefcase. Like – <laughs> Never met one janitor that carried a briefcase. Like, Look, we had one person with a cool nickname. Just let us have it. <laughs> you consider that cool? Okay, I, I, I guess uh, <laughs> it was a nickname for people to latch on to. That's all we had. That's all we had. Um, either way, yes, I think the Braves did have a good, good offseason. 
Yeah. So. All right, let's move on. Um, what are we most looking forward to this year? I mean, we've got the we got the World Baseball Classic in in like two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Um, we've got uh, extra inning runner being on second at all times in extra innings. Um, what else we got this year? The band of the shift. Yeah, the band of the shift. Band Pitch of the clock. Shift. Pitch, Pitch clock. Bigger bases. Um, bigger bases. We've got um, – I think we've got games in London again this year. Yeah, because I think that's a, actually Cardinals-Cubs series. I think it is. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I feel like we've got games in Germany. But I could be wrong. I feel like there's somewhere else that we have games. Right? I, I, maybe Mexico. I think it is Mexico. I don't know who's playing there, but Mexico. And then obviously got the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot's going on this year. A lot lot going on. It doesn't matter who they put out there this year. It will definitely be better than last year's uh, (laughs) Reds Cubs game. Jeez. Like, (laughs) I think it's, is it Red Sox Orioles? I don't know. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, why do I feel like it's Red Sox Orioles? Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm right with you. Wait, uh, no, no, sorry, not. I thought you were talking about a uh, Lily World Series game, uh, like the game of Williamsport. No, Field yeah, of Dreams. I don't know who Field of Dreams is this year. Oh, you know what? They won't have it this year. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because that's it's uh saying. the construction on the site. Oh, that's right. So that's right. it'll come back in 24, but hopefully, hopefully, come in 24. Who's the, who's the Williamsport game? I'm uh, finding out for you. That is, from what I'm seeing, the Phillies and the Nationals. Oh, yeah. The Nationals on live TV. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. At least it's the Phillies. The Phillies will be exciting. Um. So what? What are we? What are we most looking forward to? A lot going on this year. Um, for me, it's the, the ban of the shift. Like, yes, it's me being the old guy, but you get a traditional sense of the game, right? Like you're still going to have guys like Joey Gallo that hit a buck 35, um, even hey, without the shift. Uh-uh. He's going to bat like 160 this year because my bad. Like- <laughs> I'm sorry. 136 instead of buck 35. Um, no, but like just. Just those things I think that you're going to – what you're going to create with that is more action, you know, more hits, more more strategy coming into play um, because you are opening up the field a little bit more. Yep. And I know that sounds crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, if it shifted, then the other side of the field was open. But as much as we want to yell at guys, myself included, just hit it the other way, the pitchers are really good, and it's tough to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, especially if a guy's throwing you inside, you chance mess up your swing more trying to hit it the opposite way than just kind of going with it and hoping that you find some grass. Um, but yeah, the band of the shift is probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Or one of the things I'm looking forward to. Good. Yeah, no, I think it's oh if if he didn't say that first, I was gonna say I was gonna say it, but I think a combination of both the pitch clock and the shift is gonna really result in just a lot more action pitchers I would imagine are going to be getting a lot 
lot more tired quicker in a, in a way if they're working that quickly. I, not to say that they're, you know, they don't have a lot of stamina, but to be on a timer and, and things like that, just having the psychology of, oh, wait, I need to rush out or like, you know, I need to hurry up or we need to get this sign down, just things like that. Think quicker. Mm-hmm. It speeds up the the chess game of pitching versus hitting and could lead to more mistakes, which equal more hits, which with the no shift could lead to more, you know, highlight real plays and things of that nature. Like it's, it, it's going to be fun. Hopefully we get back to the fun baseballs and not the dead baseballs. Um, we'll see what happens with all that. But I think, I think regardless of the baseballs, I think pitchers are going to make more mistakes, have to speed up their process a little bit more. That, that'll be fun to see. Uh, but teams wise, I'd say a lot like last year, I think the NL East is just going to be the, just super exciting and fun to watch the whole race throughout the whole year. So, you know it's going to come down to the wire, so absolutely be fun to watch. Um, I, I'm right with you on the pitch clock um, because of what it's done in minor league baseball. With I mean, it, it, it's literally shrunk games down to like an average of two hours and twelve minutes, something like that. Yeah. Like, crazy, um, and, and it just it, it creates more happening in a short stint, um, and I think that's going to be super exciting and, and especially in these late season games where you have a lot more eyes on the game and like more things are happening right in front of these people who are trying to get into baseball. Yeah. It's easier Uh, for the casual fan. uh, Yeah. And like us, we're going to watch baseball no matter what, but um, I think these, these casual fans that want to get into the game, but just don't want to wait 45 seconds in between pitches. um, I mean, a two-hour and twelve-minute game is literally like a like a bat like a college basketball game. Like that's yeah. that's a, that's a college basketball game that goes in overtime. <laughs> it it becomes just another sporting event rather than a four-hour marathon of baseball. I mean, in the postseason, we've had games that have gone almost four hours. Like it's 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 that is too long. I mean, I I love baseball to death, but that's just too long. So having these games shortened up and like quicker. And more stuff happening. I, I think it's great for baseball. So I'll go with that. But um, a little, I'll, I'll also be a little bit original. Um, World Baseball Classic. It's nice to have it back, and it's nice to have the stars back in it. Um, like it's, I mean, Mike Trout's the captain of, of Team USA, and I, I mean that couldn't be better for for baseball because you have the best player in baseball being the captain on your home country's team. Um, it's it's. Sure, I mean, yeah, Shohei Otani is probably the best player in baseball, but you you still get my point. The fact that he's get now going to get to play against uh, like Team USA and all these studs, and maybe even pitch against them, would be awesome. Um, because Japan's going to be really good, USA is going to be really good, Dominican's going to be really good, Puerto Rico really good, Venezuela um, is really good. Um, Mexico's got a sneaky roster, like these. It's going to be really fun baseball, and the World World Baseball Classic is always one of some of the most electric baseball yeah. that you'll see. Um, especially like I mean, just thinking back to that Adam Jones home run robbery, um, or the Javi Baez tag, yeah, on the throw. Yeah. I mean, like it, there a lot of great stuff happens in the World Baseball Classic, and it gets a lot of eyes on baseball. 
before the season even starts. And it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And um, thankfully, so, USA plays on a Saturday. Start the, start the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, One of the things I like about the World Baseball Classic is like the clash of cultures that you get like during the game. So like when you get a Dominican team versus the Japanese team, right? Like Japanese is very much like straightforward, you know, very respectful of the game. And it's not to say that the Dominicans aren't respectful, but it's like they have their flair, they have their way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just imagine in a sense, a raucous crowd with, Vuvuzelas and cowbells and all that stuff, and a Dominican player hits a home run. He's bat flipping and pimping it, yeah. And then you got the Japanese player that's like hits a home run, drops his head, runs around the bases, yeah. right? It's a it's the 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 culture clash there that makes it you know all the better. Um, but the other thing I'm looking forward to, and then we can move off of it, is um, seeing the Angels restock their form system around the trade deadline. Because Otani will be traded and Mike Trout might be on the door on the way out the door after that. So seeing how well they can do with handling trading those two players to restock their form system because it ain't gonna be pretty in Anaheim. It's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole new team. Whole here new in, team here in the next 365 that right. the, the Angels are gonna be unrecognizable. All right. And then what we're going to be talking about is how <laughs> so, crazy prediction. Otani gets traded to the Braves and Mike Trout gets traded to the Phillies. <laughs> and that's going to be what's going to happen around the trade deadline. Um, and yes, we're going to be. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. So. So while we were we were talking, I looked up. So the pitch clock is going to be – so it's 15 seconds with run, no runners on, and it's 20 seconds with runners on. Mm -hmm. There is, believe it or not, a filter or a stat that's tempo-based for pitchers in between pitches. Runners on base, there are 388 pitchers whose tempo is more than 20 seconds between pitches. For bases empty – there are about 400 whose tempo is over 15. So you're talking, I mean, that's, I don't, I, I don't even know what the percentage of the sample size that is, but I would guarantee it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so you're talking just a complete change of approach and just feel on the mound in a way just like that's going to be completely different than what they're used to. People are going to be uncomfortable, feel rushed. And it's going to be fun to see how people react to that or pitchers react to that and get comfortable with the whole timer thing. And it's going to be interesting to see the first time, you know, a ball gets called for it or like they, like a pitcher gets called out for, you know, the timer and things like that. So it'll be fun to see how it all unfolds, obviously, but, I would be willing to bet that Max Scherzer is the first one that gets called out on it <laughs> for a runner being on base, and he's going to hold for too long, and then he's going to lose his mind. No, it's, it stops when they become set. Oh, well, in that case, he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's, he, that's what I'm, I'm sure – I'm pretty sure it's – it stops when they come set, and 
by the time they it's the time they catch the ball from the catcher and the time they come set. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm still gonna put my money on Max Scherzer. I didn't realize it, but tickets for the World Baseball Classic final. Not given it's on a Tuesday, but they're only going for like 120 bucks for lower level. Wow. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. It wasn't on so, Tuesday. I wonder, wonder what the uh, the World Cup final tickets were. <laughs> well, that wasn't, Qatar, that wasn't Qatar. That wasn't Qatar. So maybe you, it was a little You bit might want to buy your ticket now because I'm sure as the games get closer, depending on who's in the final, those tickets are going to skyrocket. Yeah, I wouldn't even care who's in the final. I would just go to go. I mean, that's such a that's such a cool thing to go yeah. see. I mean, that no matter what, that place is gonna be packed and it's gonna be rocking. Sure. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, but last topic of the night. Your top five pitchers in baseball for this year. Mike, I will let your wing stop go for it. <laughs> You should have let him go last if he's going to wing stop it. No, no, because I want to see what he comes up pot. with. And get some names in the pot to pick from. No, 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 no. I want to see what he comes up with without us putting any names in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Here he goes. He's going to pull up the ERA from last year. Pretty much. Here we go. <laughs> you guys ready? Um, Are we going, like, am I ranking them or just on out five? Um, I was gonna rank mine, but we can just we'll just name we'll just get all five. Okay. Um, Sandy Alcantar, Julio Urias, 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 however you want to pronounce his name. Um, Spencer Strider. Whoa. S three. Uh, I'm gonna go Shane McClanahan again, and fifth, I'm gonna go with. Oh gosh, the fifth one's tough. Fifth one's tough. Uh, let's go. Verlander seems like such an easy pick, and I don't think he's gonna replicate again. Um. I'm actually going to go Max Freed. Your Spencer Strider pick threw me for a loop. Actually, no. Can I take Spencer Strider off? Ooh. I don't know. You said you were winging it. Gonna Damn, keep, I'm winging gonna it. keep Freed over Strider? No, actually, no. I'm going to take Freed out. I'm going to okay, take Freed out. <laughs> and I'm actually going to Really? Gonna go... I, like, I think Freed's better than Strider. But uh, yeah. I guess I'm going we'll... to take Freed out, keep Strider. So I got Alcantar, Strider. Luis Urias, um, Shane McClanahan, Shane McClanahan, and my sleeper who's going to be a top five pitcher this year, Logan Gilbert from the Mariners. I like that. All right, Coots. The list I wrote down has one of those names. <laughs> I had, uh, I had two. It's My list annoying. consists of Sandy. This is no particular order, okay? Mm-hmm. Sandy, I have 
I have Justin Verlander in mind because until he shows he can't do it, I will keep thinking he can do it. He there's he's had every chance to show why he can't, but he like, just does. Like Tom Brady, like why? Would yeah, you I mean it's out? he's had every opportunity to not do it, and he just won the Cy Young. So Verlander, yeah. Sandy, I have Corbin Burns in mind. I these there's no way around that. I think he was one of my first to come to mind was Corbin Burns, and then I say Garrett Cole and Dylan Cease. Maybe chalk, maybe a little bit not. Um. So how does that match up with yours? Shout out, honorable mention, Zach Gallon. You were really, really close to matching mine, but you, but we ended up with three and two. Like, like we had, you had two that were not on my list, so we're okay. okay. Um, I did have Sandy, Corbin, and Cease, though. Those were my top three um, that I put down. And I actually try, I tried to put mine in order. So I, I, put, I took Sandy, Corbin, and Dylan Cease as my top three pitchers in baseball. Um, and then kind of like with, what you said with guys who continue to do it and they and until they prove me wrong, I'm gonna stop picking them. Max Freed, he does it every single year, every single start. Like he's just really freaking good. Um and then I thought Julio Arias. I mean, I I don't the guy is quietly maybe the best pitcher in baseball. Um like he every single year and almost every single start, it's like six or seven innings, one or two runs, and like six K's. He's going to give you that almost every single start, and uh, he's really good. But Dylan Cease probably had a case for winning the Cy Young last year. Um, he's legit. Corbin Burns, obviously, always really always legit. Sandy Alcantara had a breakout year last year and probably will only get better because he's like 25, 24, whatever he is. Um, I actually had Justin Verlander and scratched him out prior to the episode, um, or I guess I, that I was actually during the episode. When did I say Justin? Was that during the episode? It was like right at the beginning. Right yeah, the beginning. so I scratched him out during the episode, literally like right <laughs> after I said that. Um, and I put I put Arias in because I had forgotten about him. Um, but I had an honorable mention. I I guess Verlander would probably be my honorable mention. <laughs> like, I mean, I I really wanted to put uh, uh, Framber Valdez in there, but I just yeah I, I couldn't find someone to put him over. But I was I was borderline him, and uh, I mean, I wanted to put maybe sneak in Rodon in there. Maybe he, I think Rodon's top 10, not five, but Kevin Gossman was also one of those. And I was like, Ooh, maybe yeah, just, just missed. It would be Nola Wheeler, uh, Wheeler, Gossman, Rodon and Gallon. Yeah. Obviously I didn't, I didn't say Urias at all, but Mus- Musgrove. Mus- Musgrove good, yeah. We, we have such insane pitchers in baseball right now. It's crazy. Um, not to mention right. that Shohei guy that also hits bombs. So, yeah, that was probably some. That was probably a bad omission. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the fact, a that, the fact bad that omission. He's, the fact that he's a top ten pitcher and also probably a top ten hitter. Yeah, 
I feel like his hitting stats automatically add him, put him higher in the pitching category. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. I like Mad Bum is like he's really known for his postseason runs, but like was also really known for just being a really good hitter at the plate. Yeah. So that's Otani. He can pitch, but he can hit a little bit too. There's also Alec Manoa, who is coming off a very good year. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good too. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I also slightly potentially almost thought about putting up two relievers into here. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that. I thought I almost I thinking, put an I thinking and just, Emmanuel Classe into here. Yeah, I was thinking just just starters, but I would not have I would not have been angry with you or or told you you were wrong. Yeah, I just I don't have a place to put them, unfortunately, but. Um, I guess maybe Freed could get taken out. Maybe even Dylan. I don't. I can't even think I could take out Dylan Cease. But regardless, yeah. those are that's our list. I don't. Even, what like I feel like we need a segment name for the list. You just named it the list. <laughs> that's not original. We there's the shredder. We can have the list. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, maybe that'll be, have to be an off-air discussion, a little brainstorm as to what to call the list. But we'll do it every week. Maybe next week we'll, we'll maybe do a top five hitters or something. We'll we'll discuss. We'll bring it to you next week. Yeah. Um, but, gents, it's it's, uh, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Phenomenal. Phenomenal to be back. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely refreshing for sure yeah. to be back. And baseball games start in like a week. A week. Yeah. It's exciting. That's phenomenal news. What is it? Fe- Friday, February 24th. So we have eight days until baseball is officially on TV. Just be on the lookout for all these uh, social media posts of these, these uh, youngsters or maybe guys that had a bad year. Oh, they found it again. They, the swing looks good. All this stuff's going to come out, you know, already seeing some of just guys taking BP and everybody looks good in BP, I swear. They're, they are going to look just fine. So. Spencer Torkelson hits a bomb in spring training. You bet your sweet <laughs> ass I am posting it on <laughs> Yeah, Jaron Duran figured some 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 stuff out too in his swing. I saw that today. Oh, by the way, sleeper pick for like someone who's just going to be – Really, really freaking good this year is Corbin Carroll. I can't wait to watch him. Yes, Corbin Carroll is he not even really a sleeper pick because he's just really good. But Ezekiel Tovar, Gunnar Henderson, all those guys is going to be fun. A whole new batch of rookies this year that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to to match last year's rookie class, but I I think I think honestly this year's not going to be too far off. No, Jordan Walker MVP. I mean, uh, oh. Jordan Walker. Uh, no, no, that was said. He's, MVP. He's yeah. going to be the MVP of the rookies. He's going to be the MVP of the rookies. Right now, Mike MVP, MVP of the rookies. Jordan Walker. He's MVP of the rookies. That would be a heck of a uh, heck of a hit if he did it. Um, but until next time, we uh, are hopefully going to be back each week moving we got, forward. We've got one more week until the Tigers – 
may or may not, not get may, may or may not get their first loss and continue their losing streak. <laughs> Let's see, when do the Tigers play first? When okay, good. We gotta play the uh the, the Phillies, but I think it's their SS is what is SS? Sure, uh split squad. Split squad. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So we, we play the Phillies split squad, so I think we can win. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. You want to know? <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. I got to count my blessings. There's not, there's not many, many times he can say that, Mike. You got to let slide him. I got to count my blessings. <laughs> I think we can win. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you next week.